0: I'll preface this episode by saying that if I get some of the terminology incorrect, I am sorry. I do not intend to cause offence to anyone in recounting this story. In fact, the people who are often marginalised and treated poorly are the ones I wish to acknowledge and raise up. Now my upbringing was that of a boy born on Sydney's North Shore and raised in a very conservative family. To vote anything but liberal was a sin. Our family were Protestants, though in reality it meant little. It was just another conservative label to stick onto something. My father in particular is incredibly awkward when it comes to sexual identity or expression. That he strays from what he might consider normal. Um, and it's a very narrow window in that. Gender and the like are also in that too hard basket for him to deal with even though i've rejected much of the family values that were imposed upon me as a child and a teen i had little knowledge and very few experiences in meeting people who were different to me uni was an eye-opener in so many ways but i was very shy and awkward around girls and a sexual expression and identity and also gender though that wasn't such an issue then and i was that way for a very long time now let's jump forward from you know 18 year old me starting uni to a time when I was around 30. I was booked to play at a club in Darlinghurst in Sydney. This club had quite the reputation. It was a gay, cross-dressing, transsexual and transvestite club. Though I had some gay friends, they were pretty boring in many ways, certainly not the flamboyant and outrageous gay characters often depicted in movies or TV. I'd heard a little about the taxi club, but really had no idea what to expect. The first date we were booked to play was a Saturday night. I arrived maybe 30 minutes earlier than the others I was playing with that night. I spoke to someone at the door, found out where I was to take my gear, and then I went off to do a pee. Now, there's an unwritten law that you don't engage in conversation with other guys at the trough when having a pee, unless you're drunk and sort of anything goes there. or you're at a sporting match. You never look down at someone else. I was standing there letting nature run its course when someone was suddenly standing next to me having a chat. Look, I'll admit I was a little uncomfortable having him in my space. Did he look down? Maybe. I felt he did, but I was also trying not to make eye contact with him at this point in the proceedings. It was a nervous start for me in a new venue. After leaving the toilet, the bartender called me over, he offered me a drink, and he gave me some advice. He said everyone could see I was as straight as could be from the moment I entered. And that was fine with everyone else, as long as I was cool with them being happy as they were, and who they were. He also told me that I'd never need bother going up to the third floor, there was nothing for me up there, so just don't go. He essentially said that as long as I respected everyone, I'd be okay. Now, yeah, I think that's actually a pretty good thing to live by. So I thanked him, went and set up my gear and waited for the others. That night, all manner of people came and went. There were some incredible outfits and there were some shockers. Some of the patrons looked like they had just stepped out of a fashion shoot. Some looked like they just walked walked out of a strip show I'm sorry, where they'd been working while others looked like they had stumbled out of an op shop with the cheapest things they could find. Some of the thigh-high boots and heels were amazing, and how anyone could walk in them, well, I have no idea. There was one person I should make mention of, as they played a significant role later on uh, in my time playing there. They were maybe six foot nine, with big strapping chest and biceps and very muscly legs. This person was also wearing a blonde wig, a crop top, a leather mini skirt, and knee-high boots, and identified as a girl. With her physique, she wouldn't have looked out place out of place lining up for the Wallabies in the second row against the All Blacks. While we were setting up, I had a few fleeting conversations with people who were just walking by and saying hello. It's one of the few places I've been into where I've been thanked for just turning up. It's pretty amazing. I played there for most of the next 12 months in various combos, averaging probably a gig a a month there. And I loved it. And I got to know some of the regulars quite well. They were always interested, enthusiastic and gracious. One Saturday afternoon before a taxi club gig, I played at another club in the area for a private function. The compare of that event was a guy named Simon. I'd never met him before, And while I didn't feel like he was someone I would get along with, he certainly wasn't my cup of tea with the personality he was portraying during this function, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. We all have bad days and we're not always at our best around others. At the end of the first gig, Simon found out where we were playing and he decided he wanted to tag along with us. He arrived just after us and started making derogatory comments of some of the regulars at the taxi club within a few minutes of being there. That was just not cool. I told him to stop it, but he just turned his back on me. At some point during the first set, one of the regulars cried out in anger. The girl I mentioned before who was six foot nine, she grabbed Simon in the headlock. Others grabbed his arms and they dragged him to the lift. Someone yelled as Simon was pushed in the lift that he was never to return to the club again. Then one of the girls came over to see if I was okay. She was worried they might be upset by what had happened. Now, I didn't actually know what had caused this outburst and eviction. The girl that was checking up on me said that Simon had offered them $50 to come up and grab me, you know, for someone to put their tongue in my ear, and he would take a photo of it to embarrass me. They were angry with his words and his his desires, and mostly they were angry on my behalf. They were worried that if I was going to be treated that way, I might never come back. They felt that it was disrespectful. Disrespectful to me, that is, not to them. The girl talking to me said that I had shown them nothing but respect and kindness from the first time I'd walked into the club. I respected them and their space for who they were, and they greatly appreciated it. They didn't want to lose me as a regular musician at their venue. I was deeply touched by this revelation. It was a beautiful thing to have said to me. And it still means a lot to me now. Playing live music can be a challenge. Some people are less than gracious with the way they treat musicians. Moments such as this night outweigh the crap we can go through from time to time. Sadly, I only played at the club a few more times after this. There was an incident, and their licensing was lost for 6 or 12 months. I can't quite remember now. The club was closed for some time, and then following their reopening, they let me know they wouldn't be putting on live music again. Sorry, live music again. They went out of business not too long after that. And that level I was advised to never go up to. Of course, after I'd played there for some months, I walked up, just to see what all the fuss was about. And I turned around and walk straight back out and into the lift and never thought about going up there again.